Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like the task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know, Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hey, I wanted to tell you about a brand new training that I just created called how to start and finish decluttering your home. Even if you're a mom, even if your kids are always around, and even if you have little time, energy, or day-to-day support. Now, you might have heard of my previous workshop, which was how to have a home that's peaceful, creative, and easy to clean up. And this is basically an extension of it. I listened to your feedback from the first workshop and made a brand new workshop that covers a lot of what was missing from the first one. Now, what you're going to learn in this is three specific things. Number one, the secret to getting out from under the constant busy work that clutter creates, which means no more trying to organize the clutter, no more trying to manage more than you can handle. And the secret, and this is finding your personal clutter threshold. 
The second thing you will learn is how to even declutter with your kids at home. You're going to figure out how to work smarter, not harder, and reduce the overall workload in your home. The kids are staying and the clutter has to go. And the final thing you'll learn in this workshop is decluttering with mother and motherhood in mind, not minimalism, because simplicity is the goal. Mainstream minimalism just isn't practical for moms with kids living a modern life. So you don't have to be extreme. Now, this workshop is free. It's in a video format with captions that you can listen to. And it also includes the opportunity to join Decluttering Simplified with a free bonus emergency preparedness as a minimalist. So if you're interested in getting this, you can click the link in the show notes of this episode. And I would love to have you inside of that workshop. Hello. All right. This episode is a close laundry episode. And I've done episodes like this in the past, but it's always good to review it and revise it, especially because one of my core beliefs when it comes to decluttering for moms is that motherhood is always changing. Our kids are always changing. They're growing. They have different needs. We have more kids. They're moving into different seasons of their life. They've got sports. They've got uh, like my son, one of my sons uh, has grown about four inches in the last few months um, their abilities change, right? As they get older, they can do more. As they get older, you may or may not want to like teach them budgeting. So they might have a clothing budget, which means that maybe they have more clothes than you would have bought them if it was just you being responsible for their clothing. Maybe it's become a creative expression for them. Maybe you move and now you, you live in a different climate, right? Like clothes are ever evolving. And so this is another clothing episode. I haven't done one in a while and I will do my best to try to remember to link the old episodes in the show notes of this episode. But what you can also do is head over to motherhoodsimplified.com, click on podcast, and you can find the podcast episodes there. But what you will also find are either short written summaries of the episode or a full blog post. It just depends on what I did for that episode. And there's a search button at the bottom of those blog posts. So you can search clothes, you can search laundry, you can search toys, sentimental, uh, family boundaries. Like you can search whatever it is that you need to search for. If I forget to put these in the show notes, right? Cause I'm always like, I'm gonna put it in the show notes. And um, I have somebody who helps me produce the show and sometimes I remember it and sometimes I don't. So anyway, thanks for understanding that first of all. But this episode, I want to just let you know that we have currently five kids. We live in the Midwest. So we have, you know, like the classic, like all seasons in a day type weather, Um, especially right now I'm recording this in April and like last week it was 85 and then this morning it was 30. So I understand climates. I've also lived in Alaska. I've lived in Florida. I've lived in Idaho. I've lived in Southern California. And now I'm in the Midwest and I've been able to keep my laundry simple in all climates with a lot of kids. And that's why I'm I'm here with this podcast. Um, I'm not good at a lot of things, right? But I am really good at simplifying clothing and simplifying like the stuff inside of your home. So now it's also funny. I just want to mention this too, because weather if you are like, well, I can't declutter, I can't my fly my clothes because of the weather. I've even had friends who live in Southern California, 
where the weather is perfect. People literally move there because there's perfect weather. And they still say things like, well, I can't declutter it because what if there's bad weather? And I'm like, you can, you can, you can. So anyway, I want to start off by saying that when I first learned how to simplify clothes and clothes decluttering and simplified wardrobes, what I like to call workable wardrobes. I don't call it a capsule wardrobe because that to me is like so many rules and restrictions and it stresses people out. Like what you need is a workable wardrobe for your family. I figured it out partly out of necessity, just because we had moved from Alaska to Florida, we were really broke. But in hindsight, once I had broken free from the excess, especially like the excess laundry in my home and like buying things in advance and buying things just in case and, you know, convincing myself that more clothes was better and it made my life easier, right? More hand-me-downs are better, like say yes to everything. Um, I realized that wasn't true. And in hindsight, I think it's just because my subconscious mind, honestly, like my internal world, my emotions, the mental chatter in my mind was so soothed by having less clothes in my home. And I was able to see that we still had all of the clothes that we needed. We didn't have to go. We were never having to be naked because we didn't have enough clothes. Like laundry became easy and that aligned with what I really wanted for my life. And so I just never reaccumulated clothing to the degree that I had before, before decluttering. Right. So it became second nature and it aligned with what I really wanted, which was simple, easy, fun, Right. And I did not want to have never ending laundry or piles of laundry all over my house because that made everything harder. Right. So I'm going to explain to you how I do clothes for my kids and specifically the kids that I am responsible for clothing. Right. Because my older kids, my, my preteens and my teens, they are learning how to be responsible for their clothing even, you know, purchasing things and having a budget and having a clothing budget and washing and drying and making sure that it fits into their, their closets. I still guide them on that, but for my younger kids, which is probably what you're wanting help with too, is how do I manage not only my clothing, but the clothing for the other people who I'm responsible for. So this is my general guide, take it or leave it, take it and modify it. But what I start with is like a base a baseline of about 10 outfits per kid. And that doesn't matter what size they are in. It doesn't matter what season they are in. It doesn't matter what climate we're in. And this is just my base. Okay. It's not an absolute. It's not like I'm saying my kids are only allowed to have 10 outfits total. This just means that when I am building their wardrobes, right? When I, whether I am buying their clothes, whether I'm buying them new, whether I'm thrifting their clothes, whether I'm consigning their clothes, whether it means I'm moving clothes from my five-year-old's closet into my three-year-old's closet, I make sure that our minimum needs of 10 outfits per kid are met because this allows for me to have enough laundry to get through several days, right? Um, and yes, my kids are normal and they take things off of the hangers or that, you know, they put it on and then they throw it on the floor. That's okay with me. I am not like hyper vigilant about it. I'm like, I know you didn't wear this. And so I put it back in the closet. I wash their clothes when they're dirty and I know that they've worn them. Um, not when they just throw them on the floor. And you might feel differently about that. And if you do, that's your prerogative and you make this work for you. But that allows me several days, you know, like a week to do their laundry, you know, at least that's assuming they wear one outfit a day. It also allows for multiple outfits on certain days, certain messy days, rainy days, muddy days, painting days, whatever it might be. 
but the thing about those messes, like if the, if mud gets on their clothes, if paint gets on their clothes, I can't wait a week to wash those or else the clothes are going to get ruined. Right. And so this works for us. It meets our needs. It gives us wiggle room and it doesn't allow me to get behind on laundry because the most I ever have to do at a time are 10 outfits for, you know, my, my five-year-old 10 outfits for my three-year-old. And because they're small people, the loads of laundry are like two loads. That's about it. So it's helped my workload because even if every single thing of theirs was dirty per kid every week, it's about one load of laundry. That's totally doable. Right. And then I'm doing my laundry and my husband does his laundry. Um, but not only does it help with my workload, it also helps with our budget. And so what I used to do in the past, and I've just accepted that I am not this kind of a person, I don't have the capacity to do this. In the past, I used to buy clothes in advance, whether it was advanced season or advanced size, right? Or I would accept hand-me-downs or I would go thrift or I would get the things on clearance of like, they'll wear this down the road. And then I would forget that I have it. It would be like in a box. It was really overwhelming for me and I could never keep up on it. And now I just buy as needed. And what I do instead of spending my money now for, you know, hoping that it works out in the future, I just save the money and buy it when I need it. Because the the nice thing about living in our society is that clothes are, there's a surplus of clothes. There are more clothes than we could ever possibly wear or use. And so it's very easy to find affordable clothing, even if it's not on clearance. Um, and the, again, what I'm going to tell you, you have to apply this to your own values, your own values and your own practices. But like, for example, my three-year-old, I went and bought her, her baseline of like seven summer outfits. Cause she had some from her older sister that filled the gap. I got them from Walmart and Walmart has shorts that are like $3 each, right? Three. I think they were, the shorts were like $3 each, maybe $4 each totally affordable, right? Like that's cheaper than a lot of the stuff that I can find at our consignment store, just based on the type of stuff that my consignment store accepts and their pricing. So it's better for me now to just accept that I'm not the type of person who's going to have bins of clothes stored in our house. I'm going to save the money and then buy it later, right? As needed. So it helps me stick to a, a really good clothing budget it's easy for me to track the inventory of what we have and what we need, especially when seasons are starting to change or when they grow overnight, like they do, right? It's just easy for me. It's way easier for me to just have everything in one closet where I can see it all rather than one closet that is stuffed to the brim. It's got drawers. It's got stuff hanging. It's got boxes for future, um, for multiple kids. Like it just really gets overwhelming very quickly. So I just keep what fits in our closet spaces. And the other thing I want to tell you about this is, um, I, our family has lived in a lot of different kinds of houses. Some houses don't have closets, haven't had closets at all. And so we had to fold and put things in drawers. We lived in our RV where we literally had a one foot by one foot, like drawer, um, cabinet type thing for each of my kids clothes. So each child had like a one foot by one foot place where I had to keep all of their clothing. And then I had about the same size for mine. I think I had two of those like one foot by one foot things. I had to make all of my clothes fit in there. My husband had suits. So he got the hanging closet, which was like one foot wide. Um, and so I'm just telling you that, that 
you've got to work with the space that you have and it might not be what you want. You might wish that you had more space. You might wish that you had different space, but the reality is, is that you can make it work. Um, and you don't really have another choice other than to make what you have work. And most often the solution is to reduce what you have so that it fits into the space that you have. And down the road, if you get a bigger space or you renovate a space, then you have more room and you can keep more stuff. But, um, yeah, I keep what fits, right? Um, I keep what fits and I keep what fits within my budget, right? So some common misconceptions that people have is that they think that if you have less clothes, you're going to have to do more laundry. And that's not true. Whatever is worn is worn and you're going to have to wash it at some point. And yes, maybe if you're used to doing laundry once a month, you might have to switch that up and do laundry, you know, once a week because, because you have less clothes. But for most people, if they're only doing laundry once a month, that means that once a month, they're spending like a day or two just trying to catch up, or you're spending a day or two just washing enough clothes so that you have clothes to wear again, and you still have piles all over your house, right? And you're just avoiding it for weeks at a time. But the truth remains that however much clothes you have is the amount of laundry that you're going to have to do. So you might as well give yourself less work to do and make it manageable for you and not overwhelming, right? So um, the other question that people get about this is like, well, if you're washing it more often, don't they get worn out? Um, and for me, that's also not true. Like I haven't really experienced that, that I've noticed. And if it does happen, it's really not that big of a deal to where it's making or breaking anything for me. And like, when I think about my kids, like my three and my five-year-olds leggings, um, just for example, yeah, they do get pretty worn out, but because I am only buying in an amount that we need and use, and I'm not buying with the intention to save it and store it and manage that long-term, it's not that big of a deal to me. It's like, if these pants are still in good condition, that's a bonus. And I pass them on to my three-year-old, um, but that's about it. Just because, like I said, I'm not the type of person who has been able to do that successfully. Um, I just don't have the time. And I, I honestly, I don't have the desire for it because for me personally, just saving the money and buying it on demand is easier than buying it in the future. It's too much planning for me. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> um, now, if you are worried about your clothes getting worn out because they're going to be worn more, or you do want to plan into the future and buy clothes that you can use into the future, you would just need to purchase higher quality clothing that is designed to last longer, right? Like natural fibers last longer. And sometimes you are paying more money, right? And you're thinking that it's higher quality, but it's the same quality stuff. It's the same synthetic fibers that don't last that long, you know? So just be mindful about like what your goals are with clothing and what you have access to and what you can afford and what you're willing to do, right? Maybe you are willing to consign things and search for those high quality, like natural fibers that will last for a long time. But again, like for me, that's just not, it's just not within my bandwidth right now because I have so many kids and so many other things to do that I'm just going to do whatever is the simplest thing for me to do. And when it comes to consumerism and not creating waste, that means that I know I am buying like less quality clothes. I'm buying synthetic fibers. 
But the way I justify it is that I'm just buying less. I'm buying less. I consign. I buy secondhand, you know, often. And I feel good about that, right? So um, anyway, I do teach this. I have a I have a whole course on this called Closed Decluttering 101. It will be linked into the show notes of this. But for myself, right? Because that's how I do my my small kids' clothes. But like for myself and my big kids, the general rule that we fit stick to is does it fit into our closet space? So closets can be hanging, closets can be folding into drawers. So that's rule number one, does it actually fit? And when I say fit, does it fit comfortably where the drawers are not just stuffed in there, everything's wrinkled and inaccessible, right? Um, Does it fit when it's hanging, right? And the second thing is, are you able to keep up with your laundry without falling behind and with without having piles of stuff all over, right? And for me, I notice that it's time to declutter clothes when doing laundry starts to feel like a burden. When I start avoiding it, when it starts piling up, when um, it gets overwhelming to me. And I notice that for my kids as well. When we have an amount of clothes that is manageable, that we enjoy wearing, that fits us, that's in good condition, that we like, Laundry is easy and it fits into the space that we have. So that threshold of what you can manage is different for everybody. And if it's currently not manageable for you now, that likely means that you need less clothing. Um, and I'm going to tell you a story about my son because just a, it's been a couple of weeks now, but we just went through his closet and it was, it was challenging. So he is 12 and my husband likes to buy him, like he likes a lot of different styles of clothing and he is a sensory kid. So clothes are like a tricky thing to get for him. He's very picky. He's very particular. And so he has a lot of clothes and he's to an age where I'm not micromanaging his clothing. That's on him. Like my job as a parent is to make sure that he has enough clothes. He has clothes that fit. He has clothes that are in wearable condition. Like that's my responsibility. And my husband loves to buy him clothes. And so it's been about six or seven months, maybe even longer, to be honest. Maybe it's been almost a year since I've gone through clothes with him. But it's part of that, like, motherhood is always changing. And so it's like, how often do I need to go through it with him or not? I don't know. We're figuring it out now. (laughs) And so anyway, it's been a long time since I've gone through clothes with him. And he knows to go through them himself. He knows how. He knows how to make the decisions. But if you have a 12-year-old of child, you know that their brains start getting overwhelmed by hormonal changes, puberty changes, all of that. And they just don't think (laughs) they don't have the ability to think critically. Right. And that's okay. That is okay. Um, it is what it is, but a couple weeks ago where we redid their closets, we got them nice new shelving and he had so many clothes, like just like his whole entire bed was like full of clothes. And I had noticed for the last like few months that he's been complacent with his laundry, um, like waiting until the last minute until he has like nothing to wear to do it. I've noticed that his laundry baskets, like he hasn't been putting his clothes away, but it just wasn't urgent enough for me to say anything about it. And then when we went through his closet and pulled it all out to build the new closet, it was like, so obvious that he had way too many clothes and that's probably what was happening. So I told him, Hey, we got to get rid of some of your clothes because they don't all fit into your closet. Like they don't fit into the drawers. They don't fit into the hanging area. You 
you, a lot of this stuff doesn't fit you because you've grown about four inches in, you know, just a few months. And so a lot of it doesn't even fit you. And he was just immediately like, well, it all fits me. And then I'm like, okay. And my, I'm like, I don't think it does. Cause I see stuff in here. That's like a size eight and you're a size 12. So I don't think that it fits you. He's like, no, it all fits me. He didn't want to try it on. He was overwhelmed by it all, which I totally understand. Um, but I'm like, it doesn't, I don't think it fits you. So let's just go through it. And if it's too small, put it in a pile. He did that. He got rid of like three things, but again, I think he was just like overwhelmed by the whole process. And I'm like, okay, so still too many clothes. We've got to go through this. Like this isn't a workable situation. And like me as the mom, I'm like, this is where this is my job, right? My job is to like see his blind spots and support him and give him tools to work through this. And so I'm like, let's go through it together. Let's get rid of the things that like have holes and stains and are just really dingy and they got to go. So we go through them and he's saying things like, well, yeah, those have holes in the knees, but that's fine because I slide everywhere. And I'm like, cause he at recess, um, he plays soccer and he slides a lot. And I'm like, that's totally fine. Um, but you have about 10 pair of pants that don't have holes in them. So let's just keep the ones that don't have holes and get rid of the ones that have holes. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, I want to keep them. So I'm like, okay. How about we keep just a couple with holes so that you can wear those on like the muddy days. And then you have these nice pants where you can wear them when you want, you know, to wear nice clean pants. And he was like, okay, finally, finally got him on board with getting rid of some other things. And then he said something that I thought was really interesting, which maybe is something that you've said. And he said, I've worn all of this within the last year. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, that probably is true. You have, you have worn all of this within the last year. So I'm like, that's true, but that is true. But what is also true is that you've grown four inches in the last two months. And a lot of these straight up, just they just don't fit you anymore because you've grown. Like that's part of life. You've grown and they don't fit you. And for you, the mom who's listening, like that is also true for you. If you are pregnant, if you are breastfeeding, like, yeah, maybe you've worn this within the last year, but your bodies change, right? Your bodies change. We aren't meant to stay the same forever. And so just because you've worn it doesn't mean that you need to continue wearing it. Maybe you've not physically grown out of it, but maybe you've outgrown a career. Maybe you've outgrown the stay-at-home mom life. Maybe you've outgrown the, for me, like the season of life where I say I can't dress nicely because I have kids that are just going to ruin my clothes. I'm out of that phase of my life where I do want to dress nicer. Right. And so I got rid of those things that allow me to be kind of like complacent and, um, replace them with things that allow me to dress up more. Right. So maybe it's not that you physically outgrew them like he has, or when we do when we're pregnant and breastfeeding, but maybe you've outgrown it in another way. Right. And then the other thing that he said, that I, I'm pretty positive every single parent can relate to um, is that they, they do get a little bit of a clothing budget. And he spent a few months ago about $120 on five new hoodies. And for an 11-year-old at the time, that's a lot of money, right? They were nice hoodies in his own personal style. He was very particular about the colors and the way that they fit and the way that they matched everything else. It's about $120. And he's grown so much that they no longer fit. 
And what he said is that I spent so much money on that and they don't even fit me. And every parent can relate to that, right? Because you buy clothes for your kids and then the next day they don't fit. So my just response to him, because I've been there so many times with five kids is that I told him, yeah, like it's disappointing. It's so disappointing because you spent a lot of money on that and they don't fit anymore. But here's the thing is that it's no big deal because as parents, we are still going to buy his clothes for him to make sure he has what he needs and growing is just a part of life. So maybe next time, instead of buying five new hoodies and $120, he can buy one or two hoodies that he really, really likes for $40. And then it hurts a little bit less, right? He still gets to enjoy himself. But when he does grow overnight again, because he will, because he's only 12, then it's just less sting, right? And that's what's true for me too. Like when I, in the past, when I used to like buy all of these clothes, try to buy them in advance, try to store them, try to get my money's worth and get my kids to wear them. And then I missed the opportunity because I missed the season. I forgot what we had, or I missed the size and I forgot what we had. It's disappointing and it stings because all I see or at least the very first thing that I see is all of the wasted money, right? So um, my son, I thought it was interesting that my son felt that too, and he was able to articulate it. Um, and so all you can really do is accept that that's where you're at. The money was spent. It has no purpose for you anymore. It served a purpose at one point. It doesn't serve a purpose anymore, and it's totally okay to let it go. Um, so those are just kind of me walking you through the reality of laundry with how many people are in this house? Seven people in this house. Um, my husband has the same guide. I don't micromanage his clothing either. Um, and just a tip on like husbands, I used to do my husband's laundry and that was no big deal for me. I didn't mind doing it, but I don't anymore. Um, simply because I have so many other things that I'm doing. And so if you are responsible or choosing to be responsible for your husband's laundry and his clothing, and he has too many clothing, you have two options. You can tell him, hey, I have absolutely no problem doing your laundry. I love to do it for you. I love you. I know it helps you out. It makes your life easier, which are all of the reasons that I help my husband out with his laundry. But I got to let you know, like you have too many clothes. It is too much for me to manage. And so we've got to declutter your clothes together, right? And if he doesn't want to do that, then your other option is to tell him then you're responsible for doing your own laundry. Cause I, I just can't do it anymore. I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, it's not working for me and I still love you, but, uh, you know, since you don't want to compromise on this with me, it's your responsibility now. And that's a totally healthy boundary to have. Um, so, you know, and then sticking to that, you know, holding him to that saying your clothes got to fit on this side of the closet. This side is mine. You keep yours there. I keep mine here. And what's yours is yours. And what's mine is mine. <laughs> right. Um, so if you are dealing with a spouse too, that's, that is, those are some options that you have, but, um, yeah, that's how laundry in our house works. It's just kind of an overview, like very broad perspective of how it works right now. It's been different in the past. Um, my older kids, do their own laundry. They wash it. Do they dry it? They fold it. They put it away. Um, my three and five-year-old help me do their laundry. And we have set up their closets recently so that they can be responsible for putting their clothes away. Um, but this is, if you need like a step-by-step -step process for how to declutter 
your clothes at home and you need a way to like keep track of your inventory of what you have and what you don't have. If you need help with laundry routines, if you need help um, figuring out how to store them, you know, on the daily storage, like what are we wearing every single day, seasonal storage, um, all of that. I do have a system for how to save them for future kids because that is pretty simple. It's just not what I prefer to do because my brain just cannot keep track of it. But um, all of that is in Closed Decluttering 101, and it is actually only available as a part of a bundle of courses that I offer called the Decluttering Intro Pack. So you get Closed Decluttering 101, you also get Toy Decluttering 101, and you get Paper Decluttering 101. And the link for that is in the show notes, or you can find it on my site, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash courses, and you will see the courses that I have available currently there. Um and you can get that intro pack. So the link is there. Um, that's all things laundry and clothing today. Happy decluttering. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.